0: 3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 you're listening to the john dipetro show on am 1380 and 99.9 fm remember you can always listen online at the website which is petro.com. Boy, major developments. Anna Walsh, Cohasset, missing, still missing. But boy, investigators have really moved quickly on Brian Walsh. So there are major developments. I want to play some of the sound that we have, which is uh, really remarkable with the amount of evidence. So he led investigators to say that he had visited his mother in Swampscott on New Year's Day, and what's what's interesting about that to me is he basically led them. Let's hear. This is uh, Channel Five, Channel Five in um, in Boston. I want to play the sound of them because then because he led them to say he went to visit the mother. That led them to the dumpster outside. Listen to this
1: for missing
0: Anna Walsh, now shifting to trash facilities
1: after disturbing details were released in court. Investigators were seen here at this Peabody transfer station sifting through trash late into the night. Wearing hazmat suits and using canines, authorities combed through garbage, appearing to sort items on a blue tarp. Police also focused on a dumpster near Anna, Anna Walsh's mother-in-law's Swamp Scott home. Her husband, Brian Walsh, has been charged with misleading police. Prosecutor say they found blood in the couple's cohesive basement, along with a bloody knife. Prosecutors also say he went to Home Depot and bought hundreds of dollars of cleaning supplies.
2: About uh, $450 worth of cleaning supplies. That would include mops, bucket, tops. He's not charged with murder. He's charged with uh, misleading investigators by not saying, uh, as I understand, if he went to Home Depot...
3: Brian Walsh is being held on a half-million-dollar
1: bail. He's due back in court in February. Meanwhile, the search for Anna Walsh continues this morning. Live in Peabody, Brianna Borghi, WCVB News Center 5.
0: Well, and it's very, very dramatic with what happened. Now, also, keep in mind, you just want to, like, step ahead. Now, this is obviously a major development. And they're finding these different things. Now, supposedly, they found blood. They do need to do a lot of testing. Um, also, seeing they found a rug from the basement. But what's missing from that right now with a good defense attorney would have to be her DNA. What is also certainly not lost on me, I hope it's not lost on others, but as we're talking about, and I don't want to confuse stories here, but when we talk about like Charlotte Lester, you know, seemingly that was, if there'd been that type of development. But they, they needed evidence, in fact, if it was going to, let's just say if the Warwick police, along with the the state police, if in fact they were going to search the Rhode Island State Landfill, right, in Johnston. So that's what needed to happen, but they just didn't seemingly have the evidence that would lead them to believe that. But it is um, incredible. You also have evidence linked Anna Walsh found during the search. So they are saying that evidence is linked to that. Now it's a matter it's going to become uh, some of the testing the DNA that they'll have to do but it is really remarkable. Let me hear. This is uh, Fox 25 again in, in Boston. I think we have that. Do we have that sound? Here we go. And right now.
3: ...arrest for charges in another case was given permission to visit his mother in Swampscott on New Year's Day. They say he claimed he also stopped by a couple of stores, but surveillance video showed that was not true. That dumpster search last night began hours after Walsh was in court, arraigned on a charge of misleading police. In court, new details in the case were also released. Prosecutors say investigators found blood and a bloody knife in the couple's basement. They also say Walsh was seen buying hundreds of dollars worth of cleaning supplies at a Home Depot the day after after his wife was last seen, and two days before he reported her missing. Brian Walsh is currently being held on half a million dollars bail. Now, we are still waiting to find out what exactly that evidence is that investigators found connected to Anna Walsh's disappearance, but those sources are also telling us they found troubling search histories on a device that Brian Walsh uses. We're going to have those details for you coming up in our next half hour. Reporting live in Peabody, I'm Julianne Lima for your local station, Boston 25.
0: Now, CNN is reporting they found searchers how to dismember a body, how to get rid of a body 115 pounds. Now, all of that stuff together. So how about that? Sure. CNN did report that. He had a search history into how do you uh, dismember a body. Now, I also want to clear up that people, it, he was on, it's, it's my understanding, he was on house arrest now, that's different than if you were in home confinement with an ankle bracelet and a, a GPS device, because it sounds like he was on house arrest. He did have permission. For instance, he got permission to go visit the mother. So supposedly he that's why then he said, oh, I, you know, went to CVS and went to he um, he, he there's a difference. And we'll talk to our legal expert, Tim Dodd, about it, but he was on house arrest So it does not sound like he had the ankle bracelet going. It certainly doesn't sound like they have a GPS on him, or they would have tracked all this. It sounds like, if anything, they should have had, they had no reason to believe that, but they should have had an ankle bracelet on him and a GPS device, and then they would have been able to um, track his, his movements better. But the Norfolk DA say they're processing possible evidence found north of Boston related to Anna Walsh's disappearance. So there's no planned searches today, but it sure sounds as if he used the dumpster where the mother lives in Swampscott, And maybe he scoped it out and for whatever reason thought. Now, we don't know when he may have gone back there. But again, this sounds to me as if uh, he actually is on house arrest and not the way a number of people... And also, I want to tell people... That is a he's uh it's a five hundred thousand dollar cash bail, so it's not a matter of someone was saying, Oh, you just put down ten percent then take a bond on that he's out on five thousand dollars that's that's clearly not uh the case with this story and and clearly not the situation with him all right let me hear this is uh we're gonna hear w h d h channel seven of Boston again the boston t v stations They've really been the ones that have been uh, doing this. Here we go. This is a. Turns up possible evidence in her disappearance. The Norfolk District Attorney says items were collected that are undergoing testing.
4: Now, this happening is Anna Walsh hasn't been seen for nine days. And her husband is under arrest in connection to her disappearance. Evans Mati Salazar is live with the breaking details. Mati, what do we know?
1: Marco Brandon. We just got these breaking details from the DA. They say they're processing possible evidence found north of Boston, linked to the disappearance of Anna Walsh. Now, now, that could be here in Peabody, but we know that they've been searching a lot of different areas around Boston. As of right now, we're still working to find out what was found and where. Now, investigators were out here in Peabody last night at this trash transfer site looking for any signs of Anna. Her husband, Brian Walsh, in custody right now. Prosecutors say He was very busy days before her disappearance brian walsh making the trip to quincy district court monday to face charges he's misled police searching for his missing wife now we're learning more about the trips he made in days after she was last seen according to court documents walsh told investigators he last saw anna between 6 and 7 a.m on sunday january 1st saying she told him she had a work emergency in dc kissed him goodbye and left to get a ride to the airport The mother of three has not been seen since. That afternoon, Walsh told investigators he traveled to Swampscott to visit his mother, but couldn't find his cell phone and got lost on the way. Walsh has to have trips approved because of a pending federal court case against him and was approved to go help his mother, who he said was recovering from cataract surgery. But according to court documents, he told investigators his mother recovered quicker than expected, telling police he still used the time he had approved to go visit her and run errands for her. The errands were the trips to Whole Foods and CVS that investigators later showed did not occur through hours of viewing video evidence. It is also important to note that this is the day one of Anna being missing. The next day, Monday, January 2nd, surveillance video shows another trip did occur, but not one Brian Walsh told them about. This time investigators say he went to the Home Depot in Brooklyn, quote, wearing a black surgical mask, blue surgical gloves, and making a cash purchase.
2: He's on surveillance at that time, purchasing about $450 worth of cleaning supplies that would include mops, bucket, tops, um, T-Vex, drop cloths, as well as various kinds of tape. The state
1: claims in addition to the Home Depot trip, there's data on his cell phone showing he traveled to Brockton and Abington, all in violation of his home confinement in that federal case. Back out here live again. This is a site where investigators were looking for clues yesterday. The DA says there aren't any planned searches for today, and they also say that the, so the processing of the home may be done today or tomorrow. We're live from Peabody. Money songs are seven news today New
0: England. Very good. good, very good piece, very damaging. Folks, again, much more ahead right here on the John DePietro show. The Coisa Inn. 226 Coesit Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977, delicious food, great atmosphere whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge they can also accommodate large groups a great meal, a feast is waiting for you at the Coesit Inn stop it and see them all year round 226 Coesit Avenue in West Warwick they're waiting for you at the Coesit Inn 1524 atwood avenue in johnston that's right in the atwood medical center and also 5750 post road east greenwich online at admedurgentcare.net so brian walsh in court prosecutors say investigators found blood and a bloody damaged knife in the basement of the home in cohasset he was captured on surveillance tape video buying cleaning supplies tarps on january 2nd so that was the monday the weekend search turned up blood in the basement bloody broken knife he bought the tarp buckets mops and tape at home depot in rockland on the monday she was last seen on the morning of january 1st so they're asking for five hundred thousand bail so this is very significant damaged knife in the home he's also by the way supposed to be home on home confinement. So he's been arraigned, this Brian Walsh being arraigned and blood found, knife, uh, $400 worth of cleaning supplies from Home Depot. So this story obviously has just gone to another level with this on a Walsh. I think it's now it's just a matter of. So now we get an idea, the picture gets clearer. So that they, the question now is where she is. The fact that they found these things um, last seen, I mean, this is really incredible what is taking place right now uh, as we speak and what they have found out. And that's why they have. Um, this is just some of the you sound.
2: Good morning, Your Honor. Lynn B. Lynn for the Commonwealth. Your Honor, the charge before the court right now, the defendant is charged under the intimidation, that being misleading the police in the course of an investigation. The investigation was into the um, missing person of Anna Walsh. Anna uh, is the wife of this defendant. She's 37 years old. They have three children, two, four, and six. Anna Walsh was last seen on New Year's Day about... uh, between 4 and 6 a.m. in the morning. The defendant indicated that she left the house to go, uh, she works in Washington, D.C. The defendant indicated in the subsequent interview that she left the house around 6 a.m. taking an Uber or Lyft to go to the airport uh, where she was going to go to work uh, in D.C. That was the last time uh, she was seen. Uh, in the course of the investigation, um, police were notified around January 4th by her employees in Washington, D.C. that she had not shown up for work on January 4th. Uh, that was the first time that she was uh, notified that she was missing. Up until this point, the defendant had not notified anyone that she was missing. In uh, The investigation was determined that she actually had a plane ticket for January 3rd, which she did not use, and did not show up at the airport, nor her D.C. job or her apartment in D.C. Um, It was indicated that the defendant, um, uh, they checked, uh, police checked during the course of this investigation, there was not a Uber uh, or any kind of lift that had picked her up on January 1st. Uh, In fact, in the course of the investigation, it was determined that her cell phone pinged in the area of the house, which is uh, located on Chief Justice Cushing Way, that her phone pinged on the first and the second, which is after the defendant had said she had left. Additionally, the defendant right now is on uh, house arrest, uh, pending sentencing in federal court. Part of that probation and condition, he was to report his whereabouts if he was to leave the house. Um, He indicated, as part of the investigation, when police spoke with him, that on January 1st, he went to his mother's house. However, it took him a lot longer because he got lost going to his mother's house in Swampskin. He also subtly indicated and stated to the police that he went to Whole Foods and CVS. Police uh, subsequently did surveillance and checked. There was no surveillance or indication that he went to Whole Foods, nor CVS. He indicated he purchased some items. There's no receipts for him having purchased that. He then returned home. Surveillance uh, uh, was checked by several police during this time frame. These statements caused a lot of delay as part of the investigation as police now were focusing on the North Shore. He further indicated that on January 2nd, as he was supposed to report in, that the only time he left is that he went to take his son for some ice cream. Surveillance checked during the investigation indicated that defendant, in fact, on January 2nd, sometime after four o'clock, went to the Home Depot, um, which is in Glockland. He's on surveillance at that time, purchasing about $450 worth of cleaning supplies. That would include mops bucket, tops, um, TVX, uh drop cloths, uh, as well as various kinds of tape. Uh, he's on surveillance at that time uh, on January 2nd, even though he said he never left the house. Uh, police obtained a search warrant and actually searched the house uh, with crime scene services. And during that time, they found blood in the basement. Um, blood was found in the basement area, as well as a knife, which also contained some blood. Um, Could you repeat that last I missed it? Yes. uh, In the basement, uh, crime scene services uh, recovered and found blood. In the basement area, in a section of the basement, there was also a knife that was found. On the knife, there was also blood, uh, and part of the knife was damaged. Your Honor, um, these various statements caused a delay uh, in the investigation to the point that during the time frame when he didn't report his wife and gave various statements, that allowed him time to either clean up evidence, uh, dispose of evidence, um, and causing a delay. Uh, as of this time, uh, Anna Walsh has not been found. Um, so because of that, the Commonwealth is asking 500000 cash bail. All
0: right. Obviously, bombshell revelations from Brian Walsh in court. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show week Folks, you are listening to the John DiPietro Show weekdays. We start at 11.00. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, petro.com. Joining us right now, she is uh, one of my siblings. She is an independent columnist, a pin maker. It is uh, Donna Perry. And DJ, I'd like to start off with uh, this whole battle that we saw play out last week with Kevin McCarthy uh, really coming you know, into itself on Friday night with finally, even after all the dramatics as far as the the showdown um you know he did make it to speaker but i i just think the whole thing uh i just have a, a bad taste in my mouth with some of the so-called rebels or whoever that were going against him and i i want to certainly discuss it and hear your thoughts on it
5: yes and, and great to be with you um look i, I just think that there are the people in that party and in that caucus John. They, they they're supposed to be going up against the Democrats and (laughs) Hakeem Jeffries and go against their agenda. And instead, they let, you know, four days primetime news coverage to be the GOP fighting itself. So, um, you know, it was obviously, uh, you know, in some ways, it it was kind of humiliating for McCarthy. However, I will say this. First of all, I I frankly am very glad he didn't abandon it. He had his um, lieutenants. Generally in these things, when you look at the power that is on the line, I mean, I felt as the week went on, though, that they would he would persevere because, you know, you, you really do hold power and you can break people down. And I don't say that like, you know, it's like a terrible thing. That's just kind of how it works. Democrats have done that for, you know, 80 years themselves. So yep. at the end, he, he got it. Um, now some would say, and I, I give him credit at whatever midnight it was. And he said, Oh (laughs) gee, you know, that was easy. Um, look, I don't know if they thought they would go that many rounds, but this is the caliber of what he's up against. No question about that. Like I say, John, they, they are not acting like a party, but you know, um, this has been a tough go for the party for several years, as we know. Um, and I think it's really important that McCarthy, though gets to be, he's the speaker and you don't have a Steve Scalise or right. God forbid, it would have been like an Andy Big or one of these other, Oh my God! you know, renegades, John, that these, you know, and they, they really don't know something that has bothered me throughout a lot of the fights with some of the GOP people it, and, and they go after McConnell like this, the, the, you know, it, it takes a long time to even understand the federal government and what you're trying to deal with. And by the way, you you can't really make meaningful change if you don't really understand anything about it. So some of these people, I'm like, I'm sorry, you've been there for, what, 20 months? Um, And there's no shame and go after McCarthy. He's been there for a number of years. So he got the gavel. Um, I do think it's very important for the party. It wasn't pretty. The media will, of course, their whole you know, profile is he's very weakened by it. But I would also argue that I think some of those uh, renegades, John, I think they came out a little weakened, too. Right. I think Matt Gates, who I've never liked, kind of looks like the punk that he is. And I think he looked, I think they're weakened. Um, and, and now they do have that on their shoulders, that, especially that final group. So, and Bobert and some of these other people who, by the way, you may not see them in there in a couple of cycles. Um, Someone like Lauren Bobert, she had actually, she had to really fight for her reelection. Yes. in Colorado. And so I think, you know, that this stuff, when you are in these so-called purple states, they may, a lot of people, maybe they don't like what she did. Sure. So I would just say that's where it's at right now, you know.
0: But Donna Perry, is this... Where we are now, which is, you know, again, you know, I was a supporter, but President Trump definitely kind of opened the floodgates a little bit. Certainly, John McCain, Mitt Romney, they didn't really fight the way President, you know, Trump would take the fight. And I just right. wonder now if this is in some way almost like, you know, the new breed, where you know, Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, is as, as much as. It's not like everyone was against them. They were getting people cheering on. Andy Biggs was was raising money off the whole thing. So I just wonder what's going to happen when it comes down to trying to select the next you know candidate for twenty twenty four.
5: Right, and and well, you're exactly right. Trump, there's no question. Trump changed the party, um, and and now you're right. This is the legacy of people who think. Uh, like I say, that you know you're going to be a bomb thrower, and right. and, a, and not just a backbench bomb thrower. You know they they want to go right to it. Um, I do not think that ultimately that that is a recipe for success yes. for the party. I've said this for a while. There are so many issues that they and now look at all the steam of time they lost for ten days. You know, right. you finally get the gavel. Biden is like can tiptoe around and and do his thing. And you know you don't see criticism. I know they're trying to get their act together, but I really hope, as you say, that there is some. Uh, and I, I do feel though that you, when you look at the wider amount, caucus, the centrists have to find their voice. I think right. that some of them found it through this. That's not a dirty word. Um, you have to understand a little bit about how Washington's, you know, works. And again, you know, you you can't be the guy you know, who's wants to throw a flag around and throw a spear at the window of the, you know, of the Capitol and some of that other stuff. Like, it's like, look, you know, if you're going to take on the president of the United States, I said this before, you know, it's not a spitball contest. And some of these other guys are amateur hour, in my opinion. Um, I, I like McCarthy. He's in a kind of a tough no win situation. He's got his flaws, but look, they got him in uh you know he's a grown-up he's there and i think now though it will be revealed of how much did he have to trade to to get the gavel
0: that's right folks quick break much more ahead donna perry right here on the john DePietro show for over 125 years ameriprise financial has provided advice for clients unique goals Help millions of Americans retire on their terms. Now, as we're at the end of the year, beginning of a new year, why not take advantage of our free consultation? Call Tom Bryan today, AmeriPrize Financial, 401 434 1510. Offices located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence put the strength of a leader in retirement planning to work for, for you through a personal, one on one relationship. Call Tom Bryan today. AmeriPrize Financial Advisors, 401 434 1510. Get solid advice. Get a plan, whether it's for yourself, you and a spouse, maybe your children or grandchildren. Take advantage of this free consultation, AmeriPrize Financial, 401 434 1510. Call right now, 401 434 1510. Tom Bryan, AmeriPrize Financial Advisors. We're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker Donna Perry. DJ, I am curious your thoughts that we're learning more uh, of some of these inquiries now that the Republicans do have the gavel that they want to go into. And especially, I I think this could go down a dangerous road with some of our security agencies.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Jim Jordan, I think, has just been chomping at the bit for a while, John. He's, He's framing all this as... So what they're going to do is he's going to have a special subcommittee of the Judiciary Committee where he now becomes the chair. And they're going to have a subcommittee, uh, you know, on investigations, whatever. And they're framing it. Um, they're giving it like a title, the weaponization of the like, federal government. OK, mm. so the, I think you're going to see that's where you're going to see some really brutal battles and you're going to see some really big pushback from the intelligence agencies, because from what I've been following, not only now the way it works is obviously they are entitled as members of Congress to receive, you know, classified intelligence briefings. That's always been there, John, but there, there's a word to that. It was always supposed to be classified. You don't talk about what, you know, what, if you have a top FBI or CIA come in and they have things they're working on. Uh, there was a day in time that, you know, no one left those briefings and, you know, go blab it or something. Um, but then they also, Jordan is saying he wants to see uh, FBI, you know, folks come hauled in front of Congress, not only about, the standard used to be they would speak about, John, a concluded investigation. Very important. Mm. They That has been concluded, prosecuted, and they, they would be talking about you know, this and that. And, and here's things we're worried about. For instance, if, you know, there's like a criminal element out there beyond what we just did. He wants to have pending open cases, continuing criminal investigations. Mm. And he wants to have the right to hold the FBI in front of them. And some people I think are rightfully saying, well, would that include things against Trump? where you right. have the documents, right. So then it becomes this big, messy thing. Let's face it, if you're, you're going to bring into the open a pending investigation against Trump, so then what, Trump gets to have the right legal team to go after, the you know, dispute the whole thing. Like, I just see a lot of pushback about that. Yeah. And, and Jordan is pushing that kind of a thing. It is not clear, and I think it's unfair to say McCarthy has completely gone on board with the, you know, the specifics of what I just laid out. But I think that's going to be something to watch because I and that would, John, be unprecedented and also very dangerous for the country. I mean, Mm. you know, you you shouldn't be talking about open pending criminal investigations the FBI is working on. Well, what does that mean? You know, the, the mafia or I mean, there's all kinds of things. So I think some of that is where, you know, some of the I would say the far right Republicans and, and you know, they got to get reined in. And I also would, I think it's disappointing if they're going to spend a whole lot of their energy and new power, what, to what tear down the FBI? Like, and that's, but that's where some of them, John, wanted to go.
0: Yes. Um, and that is a problem with it. Folks, again, with sweet with Donna Perry, now DJ, president Biden who uh, should have had a good week because of everything going on He decided to use last week with everything that was going on with Kevin McCarthy to pay a visit to the border. And what what I'm surprised at that is because that to me is no win territory for him on either side. He's not going to you know, it's not a good move with uh, the Republicans. Certainly aren't going to like what he's doing, but it's also not a good move really with the Democrat Party.
5: Right, John. And so he did go. I mean, I would certainly say that was a, a rather timid effort, considering this has been, let's be honest, this is a huge issue. And it, it, his whole presidency, um, his very first trip, and they obviously had this very nice, tidy, choreographed thing that, of course, they do. And they went to a carefully chosen, you know, migrant services center in uh, El Paso, which is really a besieged you know, border town. Um, And, and they, you know, he saw what's going on at, that's at a big crossing. But again, of course they picked something that might look a little more carefully run. Supposedly, he really didn't try to speak to any migrants or, and he certainly was, they were not allowed that he's going to be anywhere near a camera shot of the big mess and people who, you know, flood at night And with these pictures we see night after night. So um, on the other hand, He feels I think their poll numbers tell them the public thinks that the and that the public is right, that the immigration, illegal immigration, John, has vastly worsened under his presidency. So he he did announce in concert with the visit that they would have a new policy. And now this is where a lot of the humanitarian groups went bananas on this because they've announced that they would deny applications for asylum for people from Cuba, Nicaragua, Haiti, and Venezuela. Um, and, and I do think people feel a sympathy. Haiti has a lot of natural disasters and constant civil war and all this stuff. So, you know, somehow the, so the liberals are very upset with him. Obviously the Republicans who have, I felt, you know, they've had the upper hand on this issue. They felt like it was, it's not hardly addressing you know, the real issues. Um, and the border patrol released numbers in concert with his visit pointing out that just, and I know you talk about a lot of this, John, um, constantly, and you've been so up on it. I mean, just in the past 12 months, this is staggering to even think about 1.7 million have tried to cross illegally the highest number since 1960. um, predates me. (laughs) So, um, and that's John, that's just, and that was in a very different, you know, immigration era. So, I mean, under his presidency, there is no question, John, they can't spin it from the podium that, that the problem has vastly worsened. Um, so this is where we are. And you know, the, the, a lot of, like I say, a lot of the, uh, immigration type of groups don't like this new policy and going after those specific countries, and they're basically saying if you are found illegally crossing over from Mexico from those countries, he's Biden is claiming that they will send those people back. Um, so he's just not pleasing anybody with with this timid step, in my opinion, that he took, you know, to the
2: border.
0: Donna Donna Perry, in regards to the uh, ongoing situation with Incohasset and Anna Walsh. I'm I'm actually mm. I, I'm we're not gonna talk about it simply because it's so fluid that by the time you know people hear this the, the news is is already yeah. old. But I did want to tell you it was um so I spent there was the weekend. I spent Saturday and Sunday there in front of the house. I saw someone you remember, Ted Wayman, who was the reporter. Yes. The of in Boston.
5: Right. So right. Uh, but it is a yeah, big story.
0: An unbelievable story that is just taking off. But I also want to get your thoughts on this. So this was on Twitter today. Awesome. Pages from Mike Pompeo, uh, Senator Tim Scott and former President Trump for this annual Iowa legislative breakfast hosted by the iowa gop former governor aja hutchinson was a special guest spoke at the breakfast so they have some people that are representing them but um you know despite the democrats shifting away from iowa uh this certainly starts to set the table and i think over the next six months um this says a lot that pompeo um senator tim scott obviously president trump but then just if you wouldn't mind touching on the importance of Iowa in how for so long, that's where people are on the ground and really start to get a sense of the campaigns.
5: Yeah. And, and John, you know, it is amazing, you know, the news swirls around us and the, but the, the clock keeps going and, and, you know, we are at the winter of 23. So if you, you know, 24 is about to get off and running from these other, you know, perspectives. And when you talk about Iowa, despite some people saying, oh, you know, the early primary, early New Hampshire primary, John, I don't think those contests, they're not go- they are not stepping aside for anybody without no. a big fight. So, number one, I think that matters. I think when you see these, you know, big Republican figures, they're going to that breakfast because they, they think that they need to be going to that. Um, and I, I just think that, however, when you see um, – when you see what is going on um, with some of these people, they're speaking out early. I don't know though, JD, like I think there is still an importance to that. Um, But they, they are going because they feel they got to get on the ground there. But uh, a Pompeo, Tim Scott, um, you're going to see a lot of other ones enter if they haven't, you know, and we, we are seeing the big names and the fact that Trump is going, he, he's in kind of a funny spot though, John, like he has announced but then there's been a lot of the it. news. He announced yeah. kind of that was it. He you've pointed out he's almost been kind of in hiding. Yeah. Um, he has mountains of legal, financial, possibly criminal problems. So he is, I think, playing the game, you know, both sides. He thinks, well, I'll, I got to show up at this thing. But I, I just think you're going to see momentum. Now, we haven't mentioned DeSantis, who, by the way, could could play this very cute and and he necessarily doesn't need to go to that, and right. I think that that's what you're going to see some of that kind of behavior. In my opinion, um, I continue to think that he will become the 800 pound gorilla. Um, I I don't see whether it's a Tim Scott, Pompeo, John, like you know, I, I don't know that people like that. They they're not the top tier. So, but I I also think Iowa. Unless something dramatically happens, that's very important. That's that's the caucus. We know that sets the media in motion about who becomes front runner. You know, I mean, they play that very big. And unless something changes, um, for a lot of these other guys, if you're not tapped here, you're going to go to a state like that. You're going to go to these GOP breakfast events.
0: Yeah. It, um, and as far as President Trump, I mean, it, it just, it puts him in a Cause... You know, there's no sense that his legal problems are over. If anything, you know, the people have been kind of harping on uh, potentially some kind of an indictment watch that he's going to be indicted. So I just don't, you know, it it becomes difficult. We haven't seen him out. We haven't seen him with the press. Now, that said, you know, he certainly doesn't need to go out and try to establish himself. So he doesn't have to be part of it like that. But I just wonder, Donna Perry. will end on this note. But you know, his absence on the campaign trail there's there's a lot to be said if if he's not there, and then people are going to hear some of these other individuals. Right. That's where some of the loyalty starts to get divided. That's where some of the signs go. So I probably going to go. But the, the longer that he kind of stays almost in seclusion a little bit. I just don't think it, it bodes well because it opens the door for others that want to run.
5: Yeah, it absolutely does. And, John, yeah. it does fuel the more speculation that he is in very deep, you know, trouble. Um, mm-hmm. And, and he's, he is almost like kind of hanging back. And, and so we'll see. But the, there's that. And I think the fact that key members of the family have indicated they're not going to participate That's in right. another run. I think yeah. that really matters, John. Yes. The way he operates, the way they operate, um, that to me signaled just in my two cents opinion that, that you know, for Ivanka to make it clear, no, no, I'm not part of a reelection effort or, you know, run again effort. I think those are things that say they are aware, maybe obviously more than the general public is of, you know, how deep is he really getting looked at? And I keep coming back to the tax returns. Right. I mean, John, the tax returns can almost be the, the simplest case where it's not really a bunch of, you know, people giving um, witness, you know, subpoenas and things we saw on the Hill and all that. I mean, the tax returns can just be pretty straightforward. And, you know, people are sent to prison for federal, you know, that amount of tax fraud. Now, a former president, it's never occurred. So we'll see. But I, I, I found it that he went to radio silence when they began to release publicly his tax returns and he knows that they have a lot of this information. And, you know, he, he had a top lawyer, that guy who worked for him when he kind of, they squeeze these people. And I think that guy gave them a lot of information.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Folks again, she is independent columnist, opinion maker, Donna Perry, DJ great job as always. And uh, we're off to a roaring start here. In <laughs> right. And we will talk to you again. You bet. 580 1852 limitless outdoors dream build enjoy you're listening to the John DiPietro show it's AM 1380 99.9 FM can always listen online at the website DiPietro.com now I recognize that there are some other stories in the news but nothing major nothing the way this story that's breaking out of Boston and the way that this is coming out right now this is um really remarkable of what is playing out right now let me play just some more uh sound of again the the anna walsh brian walsh case and again folks i was there over the course of the weekend in cohasset uh both saturday and sunday and it is things just moved so rapidly let me play. This is the um, Channel 12. I'll do the Channel 12 piece they Same have. Mother of it. three out of Cohasset, Massachusetts, but we have learned chilling discoveries investigators made as they searched Anna Walsh's home over the weekend. Yeah, that
1: prompted the arrest of her husband, seen here in this video, Brian Walsh. She appeared in a courtroom yesterday as the search for Anna has shifted to a new location. Kate Walsh is live in studio with an update on the investigation.
4: Well, as of late last night, this was the focus of the investigation here, a trash transfer station in Peabody. We're learning more about where police say Brian Walsh was on New Year's Day, the first day Anna was missing, even though he didn't report her gone until January 4th. Brian Walsh was under house arrest awaiting sentencing in a federal fraud case from a few years ago. He got special permission to leave the house on New Year's Day to bring his mother home to Swampscott. Investigators were seen outside his mother's home yesterday, eventually towing the dumpster from there to the Peabody transfer station. Meanwhile, Brian Walsh is behind bars on half a million dollars cash bail. Now, if he's able to post the bail, he would then be considered a violator in his federal ongoing case. At Walsh's arraignment Monday, prosecutors say they found blood and a bloody knife in the basement of the Walsh home, and that he was seen on surveillance cameras at a Home Depot in Rockland on January 2nd.
2: He's on surveillance at that time, Purchasing about $450 worth of cleaning supplies. That would include mops, bucket, tops, um, T-Vex, uh, drop cloths, uh, as well as various kinds of tape.
4: Walsh pleaded not guilty to the charges related to misleading police in the investigation. We've also learned from our CBS, CBS partner in Boston that evidence has been found in the trash related to honest disappearance.
0: Live in the studio, I'm Kate Walsh, 12 News. You know, again, folks, I um, and I know it's apples well, and oranges, but I'm it. just looking at the difference between the Charlotte Lester case, the missing woman. You just look at the timeline. Now, so Anna Walsh, last seen New Year's morning, him saying she kissed him goodbye and was leaving for an Uber a Lyft. Immediately, that did not pan out. Uh, I thought initially it had been reported that he had said that he was asleep and she was taking early morning. He then somehow, it became that he told them, but notice he was on house arrest. So he did have permission. Doesn't sound like he had the ankle bracelet and could leave to go here and there, uh, and get permission to do various things, but it's not like he had a GPS tracking device on him. So that's very significant, but look at the timeline. They first learned that they had a missing person case on Wednesday when her coworkers, they were the ones that called the police and then the police, you know, then got involved. So it was, um, he had gave himself Sunday, Monday. Now, we still don't know when, in fact, he... It sounds like, tragically, he put her body in the tarp and the drop cloths into the dumpster where his mother lives in Swampscott, which is the North Shore. So he lives on the South Shore. Mother lives on the North Shore. It certainly sounds as though that's where uh, she, the, the body ended up. Now, I go back to... We've had in the program Lieutenant Gannon... Uh, formerly of the Providence Police Department, he used the phrase, when these types of crimes happen, people go where they know. And, and look where he ended up putting, it sounds like the body, in the dumpster at his mother's condo. And he even told authorities that he'd gone to his mother's condo on New Year's Day to visit her. That reminds me of when Scott Peterson told authorities he went fishing the day that Lacey Peterson went missing, and then a body turns up. So he brought them right where he had gone. So with Brian Walsh, obviously, listen, no one is saying he's a sophisticated criminal, let alone they found devices, how to dismember a body, how to get rid of a body, 115 pound person. Uh, now it just said, sounds like they have some element. No, we don't know what that is, as a matter of fact. And they're not releasing that. It doesn't sound like it. They're gonna process this. They have him locked up. He's not going anywhere. There's no need to bring immediate charges here. But I, I think that, you know, that's worth clearing up the fact that he was on house arrest, not people think home confinement where you have the ankle bracelet and a GPS device and they're monitoring you. He has to get permission when he goes to the various places. And then he he lied and didn't tell them he went to the Home Depot. Um, he lied and misled them when he said, oh yeah, I went to a CVS and a, and he also went to Whole Foods. He didn't go to either one of those places. But you also come back to right now. I'm just looking at this. We don't know what they have found in this. It's kind of like a landfill trash. Where you know this is where all the the dumpsters are brought to Peabody, Mass, which again is right next to Salem in the north part of uh, north of Boston. But you know, if you're a good defense attorney, yeah, I was doing some cleaning, so I could decide to clean up. You know, at a free day, I've been meaning to clean up. Uh, Anna was asked, hey, hey, when are you going to clean up the basement or whatever? And so, yeah, I spent it. So, yeah, you would find, you know, some of his DNA, some of her DNA, but it it sounds like a lot more than that. Um, And again, they haven't revealed that as of yet. And we still don't know much more what they may have. But look at how quickly he was search warrant at the house they entered on Sunday. On Monday, he's in court. Monday night, they're in Swampscott, at the uh, the mother's condo, and they towed away the dumpster, and then they're in Peabody at the you know where all the trash is brought. So the waste station. so the, moving very, very rapidly. so in less than in, in one less than a week, really. They were already at the site where they believed that he had dumped her. And again, I want to come back to the Charlotte Lester case. Um, she went missing on Monday night, May 16th. Police, uh, she wasn't reported missing till the Thursday. So whoever may or may not have been involved there, same almost kind of number of days. They had the Monday night into Tuesday, the Wednesday. Police showed up at the house on Staples Avenue, on Friday, and then police took over the house on Saturday, and they stayed there for a month. But we, we we don't know. Then they found Charlotte Lester's truck at Kent Hospital that Monday. My point is, we don't know, you know, if there was a search of any at the the, the, the at the landfill uh, dumpsters. It is kind of surprising. All the water around there, and that's where then he puts her in the dumpster. It sounds that way. So all right, we're gonna follow a lot more. You're listening to the John DePetro show. Again, AM1380-99.9 FM. Remain healthy, stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can also look for her on Facebook, but call her 401. 401- you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ice honey maple syrup beef fresh gum over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices plus Hemp and CBD products, natural skincare. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401 305 3585, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Getting cold already this winter. Keep your family, your employees warm with Matthews Oil Company. Call them today, 401-942-7500. Matthews Oil Company, 24-hour emergency service. For over four generations, they make it easy to keep your home comfortable and safe. Trusted oil delivery. Call Matthews Oil Company today, 401 942 7,500 you can find them online matthewsoil.com matthews oil premier dealer of rhode island delivering the highest quality heating fuels at matthews oil they take pride providing reliable affordable service for you and your family celebrating 90 years of service call them now it's going to be a cold winter get that tank filled call matthews oil company today 401 942 7,500 in an emergency they offer 24-hour emergency service matthews oil company 401-942-7500 24-hour emergency service right jim yes and 24 for right now it is expensive for people you'll work out payment plans for individuals with oil yes we have budget plans we have uh we also take state Uh, We take state heating assistance. We belong to every city and town's uh, community action groups. We've participated with that for 20 years. We're actually 30 or 40 now since the 80s.